You're listening to the Tiny Course Empire podcast with Cindy Bidar. This is episode number four, and today I'm putting to rest some of the lies that we believe about our ability to create and sell digital courses. Yep, even me. I believed them too. Stick around. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Vidar. Hey guys, I want to talk to you today about the lies that we believe and that hold us back from going after our goals and specifically how they might be stopping you from creating your tiny course empire. I told myself two great big lies in my adult life. First, I told myself that I didn't have the patience to teach anyone anything and I had the evidence to prove it. I got frustrated trying to explain things to people, like when I tried to show my dad how to use his new cell phone. Oh my goodness, how frustrating is that? I also didn't enjoy training people in my past jobs, and I actively avoided it as a business owner. I spent years avoiding hiring people because I didn't want to train them, because I kept telling myself I stunk at it. Turns out, that wasn't true. The other big lie I told myself was that if I had to be a salesman and earn a commission and live off of that, that I would starve. I had evidence to prove that too. I tried sales and I failed at it miserably. But here's the thing. My sales position jobs, they stunk. I was selling cemetery plots and scammy discount warehouse memberships over the phone, cold calling, literally with a phone book in front of me, dialing number after number after number. I don't think that counts as sales experience, frankly, because I don't think anybody survived very long in either one of those jobs. But I use that as evidence to say that I was terrible at sales. It took me years to figure out I wasn't terrible at sales. My sales jobs were terrible. Now, I do both of those things for a living. I teach people and I sell my courses and my coaching. And before that, I sold my virtual assistant business or my virtual assistant services. So to say that I was a terrible teacher or that I was a terrible salesperson were two big lies that I let hold me back for a long time. So I want you to think about today what you're believing when it comes to course creation. Is it possible that you're not taking action because you believe one or more of the five most common lies that course creators tell themselves? Let's take a look at what they are. Lie number one, I don't know anything special. Here's the thing. Everybody downplays their own knowledge. I do the same thing. I think if I know it, Everybody must know it, right? There's nothing special about me. I don't know anything special. And we all tell ourselves that. I told myself that right up until the moment I launched six-figure business, six-figure systems. And sometimes I still tell myself that. Here's another reason not to discount what you know, though. 
there is always someone coming up behind you who can use a hand. Remember that saying to a third grader, a fourth grader is a genius? It's absolutely true. And the flip side of that is that high levels of expertise doesn't really make for a very good teacher. If somebody with a PhD in mathematics tried to teach basic arithmetic to an eight-year-old, I guarantee one of them would end up in tears. They don't even speak the same language, even though clearly anybody with a PhD in math at some point must have learned simple subtraction. But now there's just too big of a gap between that person and the eight-year-old they used to be. And that makes it hard on both the teacher and the student. So think about who your intended audience is. If your audience is beginners, you don't have to wait until you have PhD level expertise because that's only going to distance you from your audience. Instead, meet them where they are with the knowledge that they need right now, not what they might need months or years from now. Be one or two or maybe three steps ahead of them, but no more. Otherwise, you're just going to talk over their heads and they're not going to understand and you're going to get frustrated and the whole thing's going to come crashing down. So you don't want that to happen. Make sure that you don't try to learn more than you really need to learn before you go out and launch your tiny course empire. I hope you're kind of nodding your head and thinking, yeah, maybe I do have something of value to share with my audience right now. But you might also be thinking, okay, maybe they want to know what I know, but surely nobody's going to pay for it. It's just too basic. And that's lie number two, that no one will pay for what you know. It's a natural extension of the number one concern, right? If we don't think that we know anything special, then Clearly, we don't think anybody's going to pay us for the nothing special that we don't know. But I want to tell you a story. I've told this story before about watching a webinar where the presenter was showing people how to clean up their digital files on their computer. And they were demonstrating things like how to unzip a zipped folder and how to rename files and how to move things around and how to send things to the trash. And I am sitting on this webinar thinking... Why is she teaching this? Everybody knows this, right? Well, I've been using computers since I was 16 years old, so I assume that everybody knows this stuff, but it turns out everybody doesn't because watching the chat on that webinar really was a lesson for me because there were people in there saying things like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I didn't know you could do this. Thank you for showing us this. this you're making it so simple to do. I didn't know this could be this easy. And I was just floored that the entire audience didn't already know how to do all of this stuff. My point is, there are things that you know that other people find valuable and that they find valuable enough to pay for. I had the same experience years ago when I was working as a virtual assistant. I had a potential client contact me. She actually wanted to start a podcast, and I knew just enough to be dangerous about podcasting at that point. I didn't know, you know, pretty much anything about the whole thing, but I had a little checklist that I sent her that listed, you know, the equipment that she needed and, you know, what she needed to buy and the kind of microphone to get and how to host her podcast and how to upload it, how to create the, or how to install the plugin that she needed on her WordPress site. And I sent that to her and she emailed me back and she said, you should be charging for this. I would have paid for this. You didn't have to send it to me for free. And I thought, 
It's nothing. Why would somebody pay for this? You can find this for free online, right? But it was valuable to her enough so that she would have paid for it. I want you to remember this. People pay for solutions to problems and people pay for convenience. So if you can give them a convenient solution to a problem that they're facing, they will pay you for that. I guarantee it. Remember this too. You are not your audience. We already know that you have this bias against your own knowledge. We all do. I'm not picking on you specifically, but it's something that all humans do. We have a bias against our own knowledge. We think that it has less value than it actually does. So, of course, you're going to naturally think that what you know isn't worth paying for. That's just how the human brain works. So remember that you're not your audience and that people will pay for your expertise. Of course, once you get past those two big lies, and I hope by now that you can see that you do have knowledge that other people need and that they will pay for it. But once you get past that, you'll very likely bump into lie number three, which is that somebody else is already doing it better. Somebody else might be doing it. In fact, I hope somebody else is. I sincerely hope that whatever course idea you come up with, someone else is already doing it. And I'll tell you why. Because if no one else is doing it, that's a bad sign. If no one else is selling something in your market, it means your market isn't buying. You don't have a viable market. So competition is a good thing. Look for courses similar to yours. It's important that they're out there. That's a good sign. It's also really good for idea generating, right? So if you've got competition in your market and they're selling courses, that's a really good way for you to find ideas of courses that you can sell. Zero competition, really bad for your business. If you came to me with an idea for a course and I could not find another one like it online, I would tell you to pick something else. That's how important this is. So don't worry that someone else might be doing it. That's good. We want other people to be doing it. Competition is a good thing. Also, remember this. That other course is not better. It's different. And that's what makes your course appealing to your audience. Your experiences are different. Your way of communicating is different. Your style is different. Maybe you're casual and they're formal. Maybe you're funny and they're straight-laced. Your brand is different. Maybe you're fun and colorful and they're all spreadsheets and bow ties. I don't know. But your uniqueness is what makes you stand out and what will make you appealing to the audience that is not attracted to those other courses. So don't worry that someone else is doing it differently. That's okay. They're allowed and you're allowed to do your own thing. And you can both be incredibly successful in the same market. Now, just about the time you get past that limiting belief, your brain is going to try to serve up another showstopper. It's going to say, but I don't know how to create a course. Well, of course you don't know how to create a course. You've never done it before. You didn't know how to drive a car before you learned to drive a car. You didn't know how to use a computer before you learned how to use a computer. You didn't know how to bake chocolate chip cookies before you learned how to bake them. So why do we think that we have to know how to create a course before we can create a course? 
I didn't know how to create a course when I launched the Funnel Advantage. I figured it out as I went along. And you know what? In the past three and a half years, every time I create a new course, it gets better and better and better because I continue to refine my systems and my processes. And you will too. Maybe your first course will kind of stink. And that's okay because that's how we learn. But here's how you can start. If you're completely overwhelmed and you really don't know what to do about this whole course creation process, what you can do is start by following the one problem, one solution framework. And what I mean by that is don't worry about teaching all of the possible methods. Just teach the one that you know that works. I've bought a few courses uh, from a guy who teaches how to use some really niche Macintosh apps like OmniFocus, which is my task manager, or Hazel, which is a little app that moves things around on my computer automatically for me. And while I love this guy's courses and I appreciate all of the work that he puts into them, I only watch about a third of his videos. I'm looking for the best solution. And what he provides is all of the solutions. If there are six ways to do something, he creates six videos about it. I'm sure that there are people who love the flexibility, but for me, it's wasted effort on his part. I would have paid more to know just the best solution without having to wade through all of the rest. I would have appreciated his courses more if he had followed the one problem, one solution plan. So think about your ideal customer. What's the one problem they really need solved and that you can help them with? Determine the very best method for them to follow and teach that. Leave all of the rest of it out. It will only distract them and it will create a lot more work for you as well. And it just leads to those feelings of overwhelm of, I don't know how to create a course. I don't know what I'm doing. One problem, one solution is the answer to that lie that we tell ourselves. The last one, but the tech is just too overwhelming. This is one I hear a lot from my clients and from the members inside Six Figure Systems. And I get why. There are a lot of moving pieces and parts when you're creating a course. You have things like shopping carts and download files and videos and checkout pages and payment processors and all of these things have to all work together and it can feel super overwhelming. Here's how you figure it out anyway. The first step is to choose good software. And if you need help choosing software, I want you to go back and listen to episode three, which you will find at tinycourseempire.com. Lesson three is, or episode three is all about how to choose your tech. It walks you through a seven step process about making the best technology choices based on your personal preferences, what you wanna do with your business and how technically adept you are. So go back and listen to that episode. Next, YouTube and Google are your best friends. You can learn anything on YouTube, I swear. I, I've, I'm fond of telling people that I could learn to be a brain surgeon if I just watched enough YouTube videos. I am convinced that that is true. It is true for technology as well. You can learn anything you need to know on YouTube. You can also learn to reverse engineer what other people are doing. And what I mean by that is 
pay attention to what's happening when you are making a purchase or when you're opting into somebody's mailing list. Don't just rush through every opt-in and every checkout. Stop and read what's going on. Really look at what's happening. Take screenshots. Take notes. Record a screencast and narrate what you're seeing as you're walking through that checkout or that opt-in process. You're going to learn a ton of things just by duplicating what other successful people are doing. Remember to to keep it simple. You don't have to create a multimedia course or 65 videos when a simple ebook download will work. And finally, you're going to learn faster just by getting started. You can always add fancier options as your skills improve, but for right now, just start where you're at and go from there. So tell me, which of these big five lies are holding you back? Do you worry that you don't know anything of value or that nobody will pay for your knowledge? Are you afraid of the competition who all seem to be doing it so much nicer and so much prettier and just plain better than you can do it? Are you letting the technology overwhelm you and stop you right in your tracks? Or are you just not quite sure how to pull the whole thing together so it makes sense? I want you to get super clear on what it is that's holding you back and then make a plan to get past it. You can enlist the help of some friends or some business colleagues if you're not sure what to teach or how much to charge. They can help shine a spotlight on those areas of expertise that we often overlook in ourselves. You can get inspired by the competition rather than being intimidated by it. Remember that other courses indicates a viable idea not a saturated market. You can map out a course that leads your students step-by-step from one problem to one solution so they don't wind up or so that you don't wind up spending a year or more creating 46 modules and 112 videos. And finally, make friends with Google and YouTube because they are the answer to every tech hurdle you will ever face. I guarantee it. You can do this. I have 100% faith in you because I know it does not have to be as overwhelming or as confusing as we sometimes believe it is. And if we just stop believing those big lies, we're going to get a whole lot more done. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses you'll find inside my Six Figure Systems membership. That's my monthly membership where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches or have the big headaches and the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.